Tomorrow is the NBA Draft Lottery, which means it's time for an NBA big board. Who do I have number one? What about the guys in the lead up to the eighth overall pick? Let's break it down. Top 15, but actually 16 players on my NBA big board in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday. I'm back! <laughs> Had to miss Thursday and Friday's show last week due to internet not working, which absolutely sucked because I wanted to do this show and then have another one in there too before big week for the Pelicans this week with the lottery. But we're back now. Better late than never, I guess. We're going to go over my top 16 prospects coming up in the NBA draft for 2022. Who do I have number one? Does it match who you have number one? And I have got a couple of interesting things on most of these guys here, too, and kind of the context around it with the team. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. And if you really want to support the show and you want to do the easiest thing possible, leave a comment down below on YouTube if you're watching. More comments on there, the better. So let me know who you're taking number one overall down in the YouTube comments Below And today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Sakara. We'd like to thank today's sponsor, Sakara Nutrition. Sakara is a wellness company that is anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish. Go to sakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter code locked on 20 for 20% off over at checkout. All right. Big board time. Let's dive into it. Who do I have kind of ranks? So we're going to break this down into a couple of different tiers. I'm going to go over the first four or five guys on my board, which I think is kind of tier one. Then we've got a couple of guys, five guys kind of in tier two that's kind of in the run-up to that eighth overall pick. So one of those guys, if the Pelicans end up with the eighth pick, should be available. And then I'm going to run through a couple of other guys in the third segment. I had to make this 16. I was going to leave it at 15, right? Nice, easy number. But I got to include the 16th guy. So stay tuned for that one in the third segment. So let's dive into it. Number one on my big board, Paolo Banchero, big out of Duke. He's a freshman, 6'10". This guy, when you watched him in the tournament, when you've watched him this season, looks like a man playing among boys. The dude is massive. And he's going to be a tremendous interior scorer in this league. And he works so well off ball too. He cuts, he moves, he's a smart guy, right? And you see some playmaking in him. He grew up playing guard. Um, he could develop into a good defender too. He shows all of the tools there, the size, the athleticism, the ability to move side to side, all of that. This is a guy that should be a tremendous NBA player. There's still room for big men that don't shoot, and he's not a shooter, right? His jumper from two is inconsistent, not really good from three whatsoever. But you saw what Evan Mobley could do this past season. Season, and he was great. There's still room for these kind of big men who are big, strong interior scorers and go get you a bucket when you need it. He is definitely that. Number two on my board. I think he's a very sure thing in this draft. Number two on my board. 
who you all might have number one. Jabari Smith Jr., forward out of Auburn, freshman, 6'10". The gap between one and two between Banchero and Smith is very thin in my mind, to the point where if I were the Pelicans, I would take Smith number one overall if they jumped up and grabbed the top overall pick. He's a lethal shooter. 43.6% from three last season. He's tremendous at getting his own shot too. He just can kind of create it. He's got enough moves in his bag to create a little bit of space from his defender or a lot of space from his defender. Rises up, shoots it well. Again, at 6'10", to be able to kind of have that sort of shot, that, uh, that scoring mentality is great. You know, he his dad played, you might know this, in the NBA too. He's very good defensively as well. He can guard multiple positions. This is the type of guy that the Pelicans would love. He's fairly NBA ready right now. He'd be with the second unit going out and scoring and kind of leading that group while also getting some reps with the starters because of his length and what he's capable of doing defensively. I love him. Three on my board. This is where I wonder if I'm going to diverge with some of you. Chet Holmgren, big man out of Gonzaga, freshman, seven foot. Look, I know that a lot of people are out on it. I have my notes over here, which is why I keep looking over here. I know a lot of people are kind of out at Chet, right? Like, looks like a center, but maybe a forward. He's super lanky and thin, right? I think that's foolish when you watch him play. He is just an unbelievable shot blocker and rim protector that creates instant fast breaks. He can block with his left and right hands and is so instinctual about it that he's going to be an excellent rim protector in the league. And he's also a good shooter, 42.1% from three. He's a good finisher inside as well, but he does need to bulk up. And that's like the only thing really holding him back, it feels like. And some playmaking too, right? He He's skinny. He's skinny. He doesn't post up well. It, that kind of, while he's a good shot blocker, he's going to struggle in kind of one-on-one post defense against bigger centers in the league. They'll eat him up a little bit. But there's time. If he can get into the gym and bulk up, it's like a, a good shooting Rudy Gobert in some capacity, something like that. He can defend on the perimeter a little bit too. He's he's good, man. I If he's there and the Pelicans are at three or four and he's there, I take him. If the next guy isn't on the board potentially, and that's Jaden Ivey, guard out of Purdue, sophomore six foot four. Guy's an athletic freak. You want a guard that's explosive and is a go-to scorer? That is Jaden Ivey right here. Whether it's inside or outside, he can kind of do it all. Down low, he's great at driving to the basket. You watch him, his strides are long. One, two, and he's at the rim where he finishes really, really well. And outside, he's an excellent three-point shooter. And he has good mechanics that are only going to help him improve from that. His form looks really, really solid. This is a guy that is just instant offense. Something that the Pelicans really still need in a guard. CJ struggled in that series against the Suns. Would a guy like Jaden Ivey? I'm not sure that he would. And so I'm very, very high on him. Defensively, he's not good. He's a good enough passer, by the way, while we're talking offense with him. Um, But he's not a great defender. Doesn't have the basketball IQ from what I saw on that side of the ball. And that worries me. But if you need some instant offense, Jaden Ivey. Then finally, before we hit the break here, and I've gone a little longer than I want, Jaden Sharp, wing, Kentucky, Freshman, six foot six. I kind of have him as like four or five on this board. He reminds me, he didn't, so he did not play for Kentucky last season, really. Um, he wanted to get ready for the draft. Unbelievable athleticism. He's a good shooter, but he's kind of like nebulous, right? 
But we've seen guys like this work out the past two drafts in Pat Williams, who the Bulls took two years ago, and then Scotty Barnes on the Toronto Raptors, right? Sometimes a dude just has the tools. And a team takes them like fifth is kind of where those guys go, fourth. And they, they figure it out with them because those are the dudes who are just going to thrive in the NBA when you coach them up. And that's kind of what Shaden Sharp really reminds me of. And so if the Pelicans are at four, I would, you know, if Jaden Ivey's off the board, Jabari Smith's off the board, Boncero's off the board. Well, I think Holgram's good. I could also see them easily taking Shaden Sharp because I think he has all of the tools to be a Pat Williams, a Scotty Barnes in the league. And seeing kind of the trend of that working, I'm somewhat excited about him as a prospect. So coming up next, guys around the Pelicans, how do I rank them? for what could be available at the eighth overall picks. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Sakara. Feeling your best starts with what you eat, and Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. And Sakara gives you the tools you need to transform your life with their organic, ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. Their nutritionally designed chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients, helping boost your energy, support digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door and ready to eat. Plus, they have functional plant-rich wellness essentials to help you create, uh, help your body create what it wants to kind of be in. From their best-selling metabolism super powder to the foundation, their daily supplement packs, Sakara's products are designed to support your wellness goals anytime, anywhere. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakaracom slash LOCKEDON20 or enter code LOCKEDON20 at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash LOCKEDON20. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today in every Every day. Now, go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. See how it differs from me here. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies giving you an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock drafts, player rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll get some of those guys on the show, too. Really excited for Richard Stayman, who's one of my favorite follows at Mavs Draft. He'll be on the show, too, breaking down the draft with me, I'm sure, at some point. Okay, so let's dive right back into the big board here that we're doing on Locked On Pelicans. So we just went over the top five guys. Tell me what's different. How do you rank those guys? Banchero, Smith, Holmgren, Ivy, Sharp. I think Sharp's kind of going to be a guy that rises. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes fourth overall. I don't see him going to third, though. So let's get in kind of the next tier. I think Sharp's kind of in a little bit of a tier by himself, like tier 1.5, but tier 2. Let's get into that one. Six on my board, Benedict Matherin. You guys might not be surprised by this one. Wing out of Arizona, sophomore, 6'6". Six, six. I literally just did a show basically on him um, and why I picked him in a mock draft we did as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. He's a good, good shooter, score everywhere, high upside like all around. I think he's somewhat NBA ready. He'll get minutes as a rookie um, and they can kind of bring him along too and coach him up. You don't need me to spend that much time talking about it. Go listen to Wednesday's show. I forget whatever day it was. Um, next up here though, seventh, Keegan Murray forward out of Iowa, sophomore 6'8". He's a less upside Shaden Sharp to me. 
a good secondary score. He's a good on-ball defender. He's just a super reliable player. He's a little bit older, though, right? 22. Not the most gifted athlete, which knocks him down a little bit. If he was a freshman and a little bit more of an athlete, he'd probably be a lock to go like fifth, sixth, something along those lines. But now he'll fall anywhere between, like, say, six to ten, I think, because of that. But it's a safe, he feels like a safe pick. He might not be an all-star, but he's going to eventually be a guy that can start for you and be a good third starter, fourth starter, fifth starter, wherever you kind of need him to be. Next up on my board here um, is eight. AJ Griffin, wing out of Duke, freshman 6'6". You know, this one's interesting. He's a really interesting player. He's just a really good overall scorer too. There's a lot of those in this draft. Guys that can get out, get to the rim, shoot from mid-range, shoot from three. That's what AJ Griffin can do. And you saw it, right? 48.3% from three, a seven-foot wingspan. You've got to love all of that stuff. He's going to be a good defender in the NBA with tools like that, and the athleticism is good enough. And he works well off ball, so you can kind of throw him into the mix whenever you need him to be. He's a good cutter. He knows kind of when to kind of like time that from what I saw. Just kind of has an instinctualness about him when it comes to timing that cut to kind of hit the basket. So he should be higher, but he's got a past with some bad injuries. He missed basically two years of high school with knee and ankle injuries. And so because of that, he's a little bit of an unknown, I think. And teams aren't quite sure what to make of him. If those injuries are completely behind him, this is a guy that is easily talent level, I think, top four. But with those injuries in mind, it scares me a little bit, to be honest, especially given, you know, it's the it's the Pelicans. And the injury stuff here, right? Don't love to hear things like that. After AJ Griffin at nine, Jeremy Sohan, wing out of Baylor, freshman, six foot nine. I I'm torn on this guy a lot. Like I'm really, really torn on him and what to make of him. He is where, where did my my notes on him go? He is an elite defender. <laughs> an elite defender with great size and athleticism and is just so active on the boards. It all starts off well, right? You love this guy now here. Like, you can see that his comps are Ben Simmons and Draymond Green. He brings that that kind of level of disruptiveness to it. And he can score inside like Ben Simmons can, right? Really good interior score. But he has absolutely no jumper whatsoever, and that scares me. Like, I'd probably have him a little bit too low at nine. And you could easily make the claim that he should be at like seven, eight. I don't know about six. But, you know, again, when your comps are Ben Simmons, Draymond Green, there's definitely something to be said for that, I think. And I'm, I'm probably going to eventually elevate him as we get closer to the draft. And I have a feeling I'm going to really like him by the end of this. Um, you know, he's young. Again, that size is all there. You know, but the lack of a shot and nothing makes me think he can like develop that from it. It does the form doesn't look good unless you really believe in Fred Vincent and like he does a good job as a coach, but I don't know if he's a complete miracle worker. It makes me nervous going after a guy that's just not a shooter and kind of a wing kind of player. You need shooters, right? Like that's that's a thing. But I mean Herb Jones isn't much of a shooter and look at how much we love him. So Jeremy Sohan, like the more I'm talking about it, the more I kind of wish I moved him up now, but we'll leave him where he is. And then at 10, Dyson Daniels, guard from the G League Ignite team, 19 years old, six foot six. 
So he's Australian. And in last draft, there's another Australian, Josh Giddy, who was kind of a similar-ish player, right? If you're drafting Dyson Daniels, it's for the creativity. It's for the passing. It's for basically already being a bit of a pick-and-roll maestro here. Great at running the pick and roll, being able to kind of make the right passes. He's got that Chris Paul thing in him where Chris Paul puts the pass right where the guys like to get the ball. And you could see that Dyson Daniels does that. I think the G League Ignite is a great way into the NBA if you can get on that team rather than going to college and can prove that you're playing against really top competition at that time too. He's a good, versatile defender that can guard multiple positions. We love switchability here. But he's a subpar shooter from three. 30%, that doesn't, it's, it's a nervous thing. But again, these are things that can get coached up. And all of these guys, Matherin, Murray, Griffin, Sohan, Daniels, all don't need to play right away for this Pelicans team if drafted at eight. So they can coach them up. They can put them in the G League for a little bit, whatever it might be. They can get them that experience to try and really develop these guys, have them then start to kind of come on their third year in the league. So all of those guys, I think, kind of have that in them and would end up being great picks at eight for the Pelicans. All right, final six guys in the draft. We'll go a little bit quicker in the next segment. But look, there's a reason I went to 16, not 15. Give it a listen here coming up next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. You see the tweet I sent out? I got a box of the birthday cake puffs the the built bars that just came out imagine dipping your fingers into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein that's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff bar from built i just received them and i've never had anything like this one before they're available right now and look I don't know if they're going to be there tomorrow. Their limited time flavors go fast, and when they're done, they're done, and you don't know when they're going to come back. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. They're chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bars. Yes, you heard me correctly, right? Delicious flavored marshmallows covered in 100% real chocolate that are good for you, that are healthy for you. So make every day your birthday with Built's Birthday Cake Puffs. They're, they're really good. They actually have... White chocolate on them and sprinkles in them too. 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, only 9 grams of sugar. This is a limited time flavor, an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and a variety in your day. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more effectively and provides tons of health benefits too. So go to built.com to get birthday cake puffs right now. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at built.com. And thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Leave a comment below. Give me your big board, whether it's top five guys, top 10 guys, top 15, 16 guys, like we're doing in today's show. Um, it helps the show out. You really want to help Lockdown Pelicans, leave a comment on YouTube. I've found that that is the easiest thing that you can do, which plays big benefits and supports the show. Now for your next listen. Uh, you see that Drew Brees tweet? saying maybe he's going to play football next year. The hell does that mean? Ross Jackson over at Locked on Saints going to be breaking it all down. So make sure the Locked on Saints podcast is your second listen today. All right, we're going to fly through these final guys because it's gone a little bit long here. Um, so final 16 guys here on my first half of my NBA big board here. Jalen Duran, big out of Memphis, freshman 6'10". He's a rim protector, 7'5", wingspan. Good feet down low, can defend on the perimeter. Excellent interior score. Not good off ball, not good passer. Bad shooter, but the talent is there, and there's a place for rim protectors in the NBA. 
Osmane Diang forward out of New Zealand. He's 19 years old, 6'10". Good ball handler and quicker than you think. And he can create space for his shot, but he's not a good shooter yet. He's got a lot of moves, jab steps, things like that, to create a little bit of space to get that jumper off, which certainly at 6'10", he can do very easily. But he's not a good shooter. Only 21.3% from deep. Good enough passing, though, with room to improve, and he's a good defender already, and he's going to be, I think, an elite defender at the NBA level with his quickness. Um, but because he struggles scoring a little bit, doesn't score as well and tries to avoid contact with the rim, which I don't love, but very intriguing with that size and some of the skills that he's shown at that age. 19 years old, 6'10", that can kind of do all of that with that athleticism. You got to kind of sometimes take a flyer on those guys. Next up, Johnny Davis guard, Wisconsin sophomore, six foot five, not an elite athlete, but he's also very good at being able to score by creating space with some crafty moves. And he's good at all of that. He's a very good defender um, as well. So we can guard multiple positions out there on the perimeter. Not an efficient shooter, though. Better from mid-range. Um, only 33.3% from three, but he likes to kind of be a bully ball guard, get down low, play with his back to the basket a little bit, kind of cause a little bit of havoc there. A little bit lower on him, I think, than some others are because of that lack of shooting. Jaden Harvey next wing from the G League Ignite, 20 years old, six foot four, Good off-the-bounce shooter and great ISO score. I don't know if he really does anything else, though, and he doesn't do very much at the rim. He's not an efficient guy, but he's got very good shot mechanics, so can you turn him into a spot-up shooter? Can you turn him into more of a team player and teach him how to cut off ball, move off ball? Because the scoring instincts are there. He needs other things to complement his game. Uh, after that, I got Ochai Adbaji, wing out of Kansas, senior, six foot five. You probably saw him a lot in a, in the tournament. Big leap his senior year. Big leap his senior year. He's older. He's twenty two. Right. Good frame, long arms, can guard multiple positions. He's great against defenses which aren't set. So in transition or if the defenses are rotating, he is aggressive and knows when to push. Also a good shooter. Right. His senior year, forty one point three percent from three. But he wasn't the rest of his career in college, right? He's been a streaky player. He really started to cool off as the season went on after a hot start. So is that shooting real? If it is, he's going to be a solid player in the NBA. If not, I'm not sure really where he fits. And then that kind of puts him at um, 15 way too high. And 16. I said we we're going to 16, not 15. Can you guess why? You need me to tell you? All right. Tari Eason, forward, LSU, sophomore, six foot eight think I was going to put the LSU guy on here, right? Like, come on. I think I'm, I'm probably obligated to, to some degree. I also like this guy, right? He's just a gritty dude. He's just a gritty dude that does all of that, like, small hustle stuff, I thought, that, like, Josh Hart was known for doing. There's a, a usefulness for those guys in the NBA. He's unbelievably active defensively, both on and off ball. And he's got steals and blocks. He's Probably not a center like he played in college in the NBA, but he maybe can play a little bit of small ball center for you. He also draws a lot of fouls and gets to the line. I kind of like that. Pair him with the Zion. This seems going to be in the living in the bonus early and often. But he does also foul a lot himself, and he fouled out of a number of games this past year, but he did improve as a shooter too. 37%. Real? We'll see. But I like the kind of grittiness, the hustleness from him. And that's why I wanted to put him at 16 and make sure we got him into this episode of Locked on Pelicans. I got more. We'll do more big boards 
um, throughout the the draft process. We've got about a month or so till that, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Pelicans wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. And that's going to do it. I've gone over the time I normally like to do here. Um, so thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Happy to be back with you all with my internet working and... Draft Lottery Show tomorrow will probably be live at some point during all of that, too, so it's going to be a really fun day. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you'll join me for all of that, and I'll see you all next time.